good evening lovely people it's another tuesday with the mental catalyst i hope everybody is doing well and good this morning i woke up to another very sad news uh, a good friend of mine a very good good childhood friend i woke up to the news that she had passed why covid so covid is not a joke oh my people so please please let's adhere to the protocols and let's keep safe because it's not fun uh, losing loved ones and uh, it's really not worth it. So if we can prevent it, let's prevent it. So last week's session was basically about, uh, you know, my going to America and the circumstances that led to me going there and then, you know, some of the experiences I had right from the beginning. And some of the highlights of that was, you know, me taking the risk of not applying to university in Ghana and believing that God will help me get my visa and then I'll get in there and, uh, you know, God being so good, yes, I was able to get it, and I got in there, and my guardian was able to, you know, get me to settle in my school, this Madison University. Uh, we talked about my experience with uh, hearing Windows and Office and Excel and Mouse and uh, what they all meant, you know. So, but that was good for you, yeah, for laugh, laughter. It was, it was fun laughing. So, for those who still tease me with it, uh, it's all good. It's all good. Uh, so today we are going to talk about, you know, the title for today's session is The Hustle Deepens, The Hustle. So I think it was my junior year, that's like the third year in school. And uh, I remember, I was, you know, I took this class, it was a statistics class. And the teacher was called Dr. Faith Tia. Very nice, nice um, Caucasian lady. And she was teaching statistics. And because I was an accounting, you know, major it was required that we take statistics so i remember the first week the second week you know it was clear that it was going to be an interesting semester so i remember after one of the sessions one of the you know the teaching sessions she, she called me and said michael would you mind coming to my office to see me so i went to see her she was like michael it looks like you know what i was teaching you seem not to be getting it so do you mind coming by after class for a few you know minutes here and there for me to clarify where you may need assistance and I felt that was very uh, it was it was welcoming I, I didn't expect it uh, I was still trying to figure out okay how was I gonna survive that class so she offering to help me actually meant a lot so after class you know normally you have classes every week right so every session I'll go to her and she would you know walk me through so I think somewhere during let's say half of the semester she was like Michael you know what I think you can actually become a tutor why don't you teach other students you know statistics and I found that very interesting because now here I was a guy who had flunked low level math and now it's teacher you know asking of him to come for extra classes in you know in, in university and well, I, I thought it was it was worth trying. She was like, you can make some money as well. But what she saw in me then was that she saw potential. And she realized that I was beginning to grasp what she was teaching. She also realized that I was doing well with the exams and homework that she was giving, the assignments that she was giving. So she said, Michael, why don't you just tutor? Try it and see if you like it. So then I actually started teaching, tutoring, you know, uh, statistics as well, whilst the class was still going on. But what that did for me was it taught me a lot of lessons. One that you have angels, God places people in your path for a reason, 
and you have to be open um, to, to embrace it when they come calling. So when she reached out to me, I could have said, no, 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 I'm okay, you know, out of probably pride or ego or being shy or whatever, I just could have said no. But I took on the challenge and, and it did me a lot of good. So all the time, God has a way of placing angels in our path. You just have to be open-minded and have the right energy around you and, you know, have a thought process that allows you to see it and then embrace it. Secondly, also helped me make some extra bucks whilst you know in school teaching. Then I also gave me the confidence that look, I could always do anything that I set my mind to. Okay. So that was me teaching as a teacher, I teach at Mankwara. So for those who laugh, you can laugh. Then we moved on to Catalos. I remember taking Catalos as well. And Catalos I didn't have I didn't get any extra help or anything, but based on the confidence I had built from, you know, my own level experience now in James Madison University being a statistics tutor, I also knew that, you know, even though calculus is more difficult than statistics, I could, you know, take care of it. So now here I was also paid attention, put in some time, and then trust, trust me, you know, guess what? I actually started loving calculus, okay? So it also dawned on me that, you know what, Michael, the sky is the limit. Anything you want, you can do it. So now I see people are teasing me, teacher man, teacher man, I forgive you. Anyway, so that was in school. So now comes here comes the summer. And now summer, I didn't want to do, uh, what do you call it? I didn't want to do uh, campus job. So I decided to go work off campus. And I guess what? I went to get a job as a security guard. So I had two jobs as security guard for those two companies. One was pretty, very good, well-established uh, I think it was called Vance Securities. Very big, you know. And they take you through all of these classes, and they take you through all of the sessions, and you have to take an exam, and then you have to pass before they give you their certificate and then give you the job, right? So every evening we'll go for, you know, these lessons, and then when you're done, they give you a certificate and give you a little badge. So I had my ID as a security guard. So my, you can remember that I was a security guard watchman. So then they'll place you, you know, on a, you know, on a site somewhere. Then the second one wasn't as established as the first one. So they just give you like a few hours of orientation and then give you your uniform and they tell you who your, your supervisor is and then off the, you know, they dispatch you. So I knew that I had to do, I had planned to do 18 hours a day, seven days a week to be able to make some decent money to go back to school. That's for senior, uh, or for my senior year. And then I think the minimum wage it was not even, it was five, I don't know, I remember, it was like $5 or $6 or something, but it's very low. So what do you mean, okay, if I did 24 hours, it's still not gonna be a lot of money, but I still had to do it. So I took these two jobs and then I was working like crazy. And I remember one day, um, I was working at another site, which was a Holiday Inn Hotel, uh, somewhere in Maryland. And it was a weekend, I think it was a Saturday. And it was a late, it was an evening shift. So I think around 11, 12, I had guns blazing. Ann Robbins had come to the Holiday Inn, firing and shooting and robbing. Guys, I had to hide under a car. Security guard watch back. Guess what, I didn't have a gun. We only had a torchlight and you know, pepper spray or something like that. 
oh yeah, I went under a car and you know, was shivering and I was just praying to my God that God deliver me and protect me and this one day. And it was really that bad because the guys, you know, came fully loaded and uh, they did a lot of action. The following day, I said to myself, you know what, this job I don't want to do. So I went to the office and I said, please, here are your, your equipment, your uniform, your pepper spray, your watch, whatever, your torchlight, whatever, please, I quit. But the second job, the second one, which was uh, another secret job, it wasn't in a tough neighborhood, just like the first one, which was Maryland. So, what I did was, I had a good friend who also had another business, and he was into uh, looking after mentally challenged people. And I said to him, you know, Luba, you know, it's a guy we grew up with in South Africa, and he's actually doing very, very well. He's done well for himself, and we're very good friends. Was the best all the way, you know, to to America. So then I said, look, I'm about done with summer, but let me do one or two things for you so that I can also make some bar. So I went in there and then they put you in the house. We have few, like three or two or three or so uh, mentally challenged people and you have to look after them, uh, make sure that they, they have their bath, they eat. Um, if they poop on themselves, you have to clean it. Um, some of them will spit on you. Uh, you have to have patience. So I went through all of those things and it was, it was, it was interesting because I was discovering, I was learning who I was. And for me, even though I had never really hustled before, I embraced it because it was teaching me that, look, you can have your highs and you can have your lows, but whatever you do, you learn from it. So all of these lessons, I kept on banking them in my reservoir. Remember I talked about the reservoir whereby all your adversities and challenges and frustrations and painful things people say to you, dump them into that reservoir. So that, that reservoir motivates you for you to move on. But in doing all of this, I always talk to myself and I I'll say to myself, you know what, I can do this, I can do this. I have to finish this race. I have to finish it because I've started. Now, as a security guard back then, I was called a floater. And a floater means that when I'm done with my shift, they can call me anytime and say, no, Michael, are you looking for another shift? So basically, I was actually doing continuous 18 hours. So. A number of friends who always wonder where I get my work habits from, it's based on my experience then because I could do 18 hours straight. I remember one time I was working in the mall and a guy came in there armed and he wanted to rob the shop I was guarding. I looked at him, I knew he was going to do something. I wanted to like, you know, create a scene. He lifted his, he lifted his, uh, his shirt up and he had his gun, you know, his pistol there. Oh yeah, and I turned my head. I turned my head and I started, you know, my prayers again in my head, God, please save me now, save me now, you know? That guy did his action, I mean, he didn't shoot or whatever it is, I think he just stole a few clothes here and then and he left. But what else told me was this, Michael, okay, you have to know your place. This kind of level, it's good, it's okay, but I'm not cut out for it. I'm not cut out for it. I'm not cut out for it. Now, a lot of times we find ourselves in situations where they may not be the most ideal, but with despair, do not despair. Embrace it. Embrace it. Because the lessons in there are the lessons that are going to position you for tomorrow. And when I look back at my life, being a security guard, being a floater, 
being uh, what do you call it? Uh, you know, looking at uh, mentally challenged people, cleaning poop, uh, having people spit on me, and you can't hit back, you can't yell. Um, it takes a lot of patience to do that. And whilst going through that, you also have to ensure that you're not demoralized. Uh, you don't find you, you don't you don't uh, you don't get depressed. You don't get depressed. So you always have to hold on to faith. That no matter where you find yourself, whatever you look up to, whatever God you worship, always know that there's a purpose for it. There's a purpose for it. Hustling is not a bad thing. It's not bad because when you're not hustling, you're not discovering other parts of you. A lot of times we, we, we live within our comfort. We stay within our comfort zone. But anytime you're comfortable, you're not developing, you're not growing. So personally, I hate to be comfortable. I always want to push myself. I always want to push myself because that is how I learn. In the process, I'm trying to discover who I am. It's very important to know who you are, know thyself. Because when you know what your strengths are, what your weaknesses are, what your likes are, what your dislikes are, the chances of you succeeding is higher. But a lot of times, we don't allow ourselves to know ourselves. That's the hardest thing to do. You can always talk about other people, but we don't like talking about ourselves. So what I'm trying to say here is this. Find time to reflect. I do daily reflections, weekly reflections, and monthly reflections to figure out, okay, what am I doing wrong? What am I doing wrong? Is there something I could do better? You know? And I take criticism fairly. I take it fairly because guess what? I always tell folks, those who know me, they laugh at me and they tease me sometimes. I tell them I'm a liar. A liar does not mean that, you know, I don't have feelings. I don't, I don't, I don't have blue moments. I don't have blah moments. I have them. I have them. But I always dig deep. But the only way, what I do to get out of it is, I always tell myself that, look, God is doing something to me. And I have to allow him to do it. I have to allow him to do it. So let's embrace. Let's embrace the difficult times. Let us reflect. Let's talk to ourselves. It's very important because if you do not know yourself, you'll have a decent life, but it may not be optimal. And I don't want my friends, folks who are watching now, to have mediocre average lives. No. Life is truly beautiful if you figure it out. So it's very important for you to know yourself. Okay? So today's session was the hustle defense. Um, being a statistics teacher gave me a lot of confidence. Loving calculus gave me more confidence. Being able to teach others also gave me more confidence. And I do these sessions from time to time because a good number of friends always ask, Michael, what drives you, what motivates you, what keeps you going? We know, look, you're really having a tough time. We know things are hard. We know you're struggling here and there. But why? The reason why I keep at it is this. I have seen the end of the hustle and the struggle. And it is beautiful. We made it. I saw people around me who have slaved with me and struggled and cried and insulted me and fought me, all jubilating and celebrating and happy. But my job is to lead to the very end. Where, when it's all said and done, we did it. I remember very well one of the sessions where Tanya Kusi asked me, 
Why did I want to be a billionaire? Now let me answer that question now. Let's talk about the material things. When my good friend Alma died, she had the sickle cell condition. And one of my motivations, priorities was, I'm going to make billions of dollars and I'm going to contribute to the research and curing or preventing sickle cell. Now, when you have such an ambition and a vision, no matter what hardships confront you, you keep putting one foot in front of the other, one step at a time. So it's not about the material things, it's about look, how do you create resources to be able to effect change. So if you're watching, I want you to what, have visions that transform and impact humanity. I have seen riches before and I've seen poverty. They are both equally interesting things, but you got to choose which one you want. So please, please, the lesson in today's session is know thyself, talk to yourself, be honest, okay, to yourself, be critical of yourself, and get out of your comfort zone and dare and do more. Life is truly beautiful. So until we meet again next Tuesday, please take COVID-19 protocol seriously. Do not joke. Don't take it for granted. Life is precious. I don't want to hear somebody else I know has passed because of COVID. If it's truly your time that you got to go, you will go. And if that's what it is, go on your terms because you lived your life. So until then, I love you guys. Take care and catch you next Tuesday. Bye-bye.